Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Space the Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 16th episode. Today, we're going to be giving our top 10 players under 25. So that does not include 25 years old, so 24 and under. Yes. Um, basically, we're taking into account what they've done this season, but also not strictly just this season. And we're not only looking at stats, we're looking at their game as a whole, their skill set, and what they've done for their team so far. All right. Want to get into your first player? Yeah, I mean, I think this one's a little bit of a no-brainer, especially with the MVP-type season he's putting together. It's got to be Giannis, the Greek freak. Um, just with everything he can do. By, by the, the way, court. we're going 1-10, to 10, not 10-1. to 1. Yeah, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but just everything he can do on the court with his versatility, he, there's, there's oftentimes he just looks so yeah, unstoppable there, out there's there. There's no debate. Yeah, it's got it's, it's just got to be honest. And he's also leading, as a 24-year-old, he's leading his team to the like, second-best record in the East. Yeah. And... One of the best records in the whole league. Yeah. I, I don't think... We're not going to spend that much time on it because like, yeah. we definitely agree. Also, hopefully you agree with this. I have number two, Joel Embiid. Agreed, yeah. I think best setter in the league right now, especially now that you know that Boogie's been out, I think that it's very clear, at least to me, that currently, in, as of the setters who are playing right now, Joel Embiid is the best setter in the league. Especially just talking about pure scoring. Mm-hmm. This... This season in particular, it's been amazing to me how if you get the ball to Joel Embiid on the block, it's kind of over, yeah. which <laughs> I didn't really see as much of last year. I, frankly, I thought he was a bit overrated last year and the year before, but he's just it, it's just over, man. Just, mm-hmm. And I would say also that this is our sort of our first time seeing Joel Embiid basically playing in every single game without any minutes restrictions. Including he's, last year? Last year he was still playing a little bit of minutes restrictions, and he and he also only played like sixty games maybe. So so, um, that last season was a pretty full season. This season is even more so. I wanted to bring something up. It was an interview by the Philadelphia uh, Inquirer or something like that, and Joel Embiid said, "quote I haven't been myself lately. I think it's mainly because of the way I've been used." Coach Brown always has me starting on the perimeter, and it just really frustrates me. I think that. I just want to talk about this for a little bit. He's been used more on the perimeter this year, which mm-hmm. uh, I mean, really in the in the past like ten games because of the Jimmy Butler ac- acquisition, which they have a lot less shooting, so they kind of need him to space the floor a little bit. But I think he has to understand that if you're playing with the star, your numbers are going to take a hit, and your mm-hmm. game is going to have to evolve a little bit. And we've seen that while his three isn't that phenomenal. It's respect. It's, it's, re- yeah. it's, it's respectable at mm-hmm. a forward or center level. Yeah. And honestly, when I watch Joel Embiid, it's so frustrating because, like, I usually don't root for the Sixers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's just so frustrating because he does this thing where they they kick they kick it out to him off of a drive, and he has like the slowest wind up for a pump fake i've ever seen and and his foot and his foot goes back which like obviously on a normal shot it doesn't go back uh 
so that's an indicator from the defender. I understand you're probably not looking at his feet, but that's an indicator that he's not going to shoot. And so he does the slowest uh, pump fake in the world and moves his foot back to get like to get ready to move forward mm-hmm. and then just blows by the defender and i'm just like it's so frustrating but like apparently it works for some reason he's so good he's <laughs> yeah. so good off and then we've been talking all about his offense but also on the defensive side he's such a great rim protector and his ability to protect the paint as well you know switching onto guards i mean he's yeah. the best side in the league he's the best yeah. in the league and, and at only 24 years old which is of course why he's on this list yeah number three I'm looking at your list. We also have the same person. It's going to get uh, a bit dicey after number three. But, yeah, we both have Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Correct? Agreed. Yeah. Yes. I think I would definitely have put him behind at least one, probably two or three other people on this list last year. But this yeah. year, this year, his playmaking has gone to another level. The Denver Nuggets as a whole team, we're not really factoring in team success, but if, mm-hmm. if we were, like, yeah, the I mean, Denver Nuggets have been overachieving. A lot, of, a lot of these guys are playing on teams that are rebuilding, and that's why yeah. you know, they're they're a star on a young team. So, yeah. but but the, but the, but for one hundred percent, Nikola Jokic is what he's doing with the Denver Nuggets as being probably their best player, leading he, them to he's his definitely good, their best yeah, player, yeah. <laughs> being their best player, leading them to to be as good as they have been, as, especially recently. Um, oh, rest up to Gary Harris. He's probably going to be out with them for a month with a right hip injury. I hope hope they can stay afloat. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I think Jokic has been the leader of this team, and he's just been the facilitator, which we haven't seen ever to to this degree. I would say, though, um, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I I didn't see him play, but I've read about um, Bill Walton for the Trailblazers that that he kind of played a similar role um, where they'd, like, you know, put him up by the like the high post and he'd just like run the offense from there yeah but um, like, but in, like in, in recent memory we like we've seen passing big men i guess al horford's been pretty good i guess joakim noah was pretty good but they couldn't really put the ball on the floor like Jokic can either yeah he he, he legitimately can lead the lead the fast break and i remember i saw this clip and i just started laughing because it seemed so unusual he just brought the ball up up the floor he, yeah, he, he he just like like he was a point guard. He's just, a, it's so unique to have, and, and I I especially we'll, we'll probably talk about this later. But like I I think that it's very important to have the, your best player be able to handle the ball. I think that's a, that's where the direction that the NBA is heading in. To have five players in the court who can all switch on defense, who can all shoot, who can all handle the ball. And I think that Nikola Jokic is that kind of player at the center position. Defensively, I don't. I don't know that he really. Uh, I was. A, I was about to bring this up. I was about to bring this up. What also puts him above a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. compared to last year is last year he was a very poor defender. He was a liability. He was a liability. This year, no, he's not good, but he's average enough to where the Denver Nuggets are a good mm-hmm. defense, he's, and that's that's all you can really ask for in an offensive superstar, unless you're like Joel Embiid. He's become he's become like a body out there now instead of just like yeah. a, an empty space that the, like, the, the even, wall, even like walk especially the his, especially his pick and roll defense has improved, mm-hmm. which obviously pick and roll is a staple in the NBA. So if you're not horrible on that end, you you're naturally going to help your defense as a big man. Exactly, and with players like Paul Millsap, like this this team is like is has is like pretty solid. But but Nikola Jokic is like has been so important to making them like an actual actually like respectable defense, and not like a horrendous defense and a great offense, which is at least what I was expecting going into the season. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about number four? Sure, you no, go first. Number four, I have Porzingis. 
All right. Chris Porzingis. So, so this is our first, our first disagreement. I have Ben Simmons ahead of Chris Porzingis. Are, are you saying that because Chris is injured? Or just just because he's, better. I think that sort of that sort of factors into it, right? That you that you have to take into account that we haven't seen Kristaps play in, I get almost a year. Honestly, in this but. in this list, I'm assuming Kristaps Porzingis is what he was last year. Okay, yeah, that's fair. And, and I'm not 100. percent I don't think that Kristaps will come back right away and be full 100 percent the unicorn that we saw. I don't think a we year we, ago. we haven't seen like peak chris that's where thing is that's true so that's true and i think he'll keep getting better but i but i'm saying i don't think overnight like the the day the game he comes back i don't think he's going to be as great necessarily as he was okay, probably that, take a few matter. games yeah. yeah but but we're comparing ben simmons to the chris that we saw like i was saying with Jokic, i think that you're it's it's important for stars in the nba to be able to switch on defense handle the ball be very versatile and i think i think Basically, going forward, I think the NBA is looking more and more like kind of a positionless basketball kind of game where you have five ball handlers who are all kind of interchangeable. And I think that Ben Simmons is like the prototypical player for that Except kind of NBA. Except he can't shoot. He can't shoot. But, but, I mean, in terms of passers, ball handlers, playmakers, there's not really like... Maybe there's like one or two players in the NBA better than him right now. In terms of ball handling, bro. In terms of, pl- in terms of as a playmaker. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, there's not many. I'll put him in the elite category. But yeah, yeah, I, I have him at number five. But I would say, I would put Chris Asporzingis over Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons, one, never been an All Star. Two, he will be this year. But yeah, I, I think nothing. He's gotten slight, slightly better than last year, but it's kind of the same performance, whereas Chris Stats was an all-star last year. Like, definitely wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. I also just think he's a more complete player right now because he's older, and while Ben Simmons can rebound because he's seven feet tall and he can dribble and all of that, Chris Stats Porzingis, one, gives you phenomenal three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. Very good. Two, he's a rim protector. While he fouls too much, He's a very good rim protector, yeah. which I think. Well, Ben Simmons is a pretty good rim protect. Uh, is a pretty good perimeter defender. I think that. Yeah, the rim. Yeah, you're I saying agree. you're saying a guard is more impactful on offense. Well, a big is more impactful on defense. It's, That's true. It's just pretty. That's true. And I would also just say I think yeah, because Chris Tass has been been in the league longer for two years if you include Ben Simmons's injury. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, you just have a guy who's more experienced. He's better right now. Obviously, I think Ben Simmons has. The higher ceiling, being the first overall pick and being just a game changer. Yeah. I think right now Chris Apps is gonna, he's a better scorer. Mm-mm. If he can stop taking these weird mid-range post-ups, I think that would be good. But I still think yeah. in terms of just skill set, he has the ability to shoot threes. He has the ability to dribble. So I think that mm-hmm. kind of, well, Ben Simmons has it more. Obviously, I think a big man who can dribble an average amount is still yeah. is still valuable. It's not like it, it's a weak, it's a weakness of his. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that, that's why I think Chris Stapps is a better yeah, player. Yeah, and, and I am a Knicks fan and, uh, and a huge Chris Stapps Porzingis fan, and I and I, I definitely respect that argument. And I think that it, it's very close; can kind of go either way. But uh, but I still I still stick with Ben Simmons because I I just love him as a player. New York for Mickey. life. <laughs> yeah, and, and also going back to what you were saying about defensively, that I think that not that that what you were saying about a big man being the most impactful could be more impactful on defense yeah like one great big man defender is more impactful than one great perimeter defender i agree with that because putting a bunch of average defenders around one like 
incredible rim protector, you could have one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, that's that's Chris Asperzingis. I'm not sure Chris Asperzingis is like an incredible rim protector at this point, but he will probably develop it. He will develop it. Yeah. So I, I think that's something. But then again, Miles but, Turner also I just mean, averaged two blocks a game. I just mean because he still because he still fouls a little. I think he needs to mature as a rim protector. The, yeah, the the, the physical. He's seven foot three, incredibly athletic, right? Like he's gonna be a great. He's gonna. Ha- he's always gonna be there to block a shot. But he needs. To, he also needs to like just sort of perfect his craft in terms of like how do you block shots without fouling. Yeah, I agree also. with that. Kind of. How Hassan Whiteside tried to do that two yeah. or three years ago, and he kind of he worked on it with Colt, uh, with Spolstra on how to kind of just angle his blocks into mm-hmm. inbounds because otherwise you're just he's giving very the ball back. those those blocks where you can catch the ball okay, and bring it to his okay, body. That's like once in a lifetime place. That's that's well, like I mean, he does that. He does, like, he does that. He does that. Yeah. All right. But like I bet I know what you mean. Like part of why you, you hear it all the time with Bill Russell is like that. That part of what made him so great was that he blocked so many shots, but they would always be to his teammates, which is a very really? heads I up. Never heard that. A very heads up basketball player. It's like it's a as if you're blocking. You know, if you block five shots in a game, but all of them go right out of bounds, and the other team gets a fresh shot clock with the, you know, with the ball back or something like that. Yeah, but then again, I could, like, right now, I could play in the NBA in the 1960s and get blocked by Bill Russell the same way. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I, like not literally, but yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> to say. I, yeah, I understand what you mean. But yeah, yeah. But what I mean is just that the that is a very valuable asset to be able to to be able to block it inbounds to your team. Okay. That's kind of a tangent, but <laughs> Okay, going on, you had Porzingis at five, right? I do, yeah. Okay, oh, I, yeah, I mean we covered him. So, yeah. Yeah. Um six, I had Carl Anthony Towns. Alright. I have Devin Booker at number six. Whoa. I have you seen my list? No. Oh, okay. I have I have him lower than that. Alright. Okay. Oh yeah, so I, I have Devin Booker number six. Uh, I'll, I'll say I'll say why he's okay, this is, above cat. This is probably going to be like our major disagreement. Yeah, okay. I, I just have him above cat um, because I think that cat is playing better now that Jimmy isn't on the on the walls anymore. Andrew Wiggins, I think we were expecting an improvement, and that kind of just didn't happen. Um, and and so, but but I don't think that's the case with cat. I think he's playing better. But what we are sort of seeing with him playing alongside Butler, I don't, I don't know if I can just sort of, like, forget that that ever happened, right? And, and it's, I guess we sort of had a small sample size since Jimmy Butler left, but his, uh, sort of his personality in, in terms of, like, the way that he just didn't seem to be, like, giving his all and, the, and then he was sort of described as soft, I don't love that as, you know, you know from, from a kind of superstar player. I think the only... I think the only thing that actually like, kind of holds weight in what you said in terms of like how good or bad of a player Carl Anthony Towns is is his performance in the playoffs because mm. in that four game series against the Houston Rockets like he was not good yeah. at playing basketball. But I, then again, I would argue in support of Carl Anthony Towns that that was four games against yeah, no. the best team in the Small NBA. Small sample size. Yeah, and. Clint Capella played good defense. With the Rockets were the best team in the uh, right record wise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And they had a top five defense. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's excusable. Yeah. But, no, I I don't even mean that playoffs. Okay, right. Okay, that's somewhat. T- tell me why Devin Booker is better than Carl Anthony Towns. Because I think I, part, all right. So 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 going back to Carl Anthony Towns for one more second. Also, is like the, the the kind of idea where some games will take like 
less than five shots. And okay, because he's playing on a team with Jimmy Butler was. Okay, but and, and, still and Andrew that. Wiggins, who's averaging twenty. Yeah. Devin Booker was playing on a team with like Tyler Eulis as his starting <laughs> point guard. You can't tell me that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. But but what I'm saying what I'm saying is that Carl Anthony Towns, if he's going to be a superstar, if he's going to be ahead of Devin Booker. In my eyes, he's got to step it up as like. What's so good about Devin Booker? He's got to He's got to like be able, be willing to like take over games. Okay, but Devin Booker takes over games and loses by fifty. Yeah, but that's not really his fault. That's what we were saying about we're not really taking team success into account. Okay, that's because who Devin Booker? There, Devin Booker is on a rebuilding Suns team. Not this year. They were they were still to, re- they were supposed to win more games this you, year and they're still as bad as they were Devin two Booker, years ago. Devin Booker saying like okay like I'm never gonna miss the playoffs and that's not gonna happen. Of okay. course, okay. Devin, if you if you if you try to tell me that this Suns team is not still rebuilding, you're out of your mind. Did you not think in July and in August and in September that they were gonna win a good amount more games than they did last year? How many games did they win last year? Like twenty. I, I don't know. I would I'll, expect. I'll, I'll look, I expect this 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 season to win like thirty five or something, but not like that's a lot of wins. I mean, that's too much. That, that's a lot like of wins. Thirty games. Like they like, they added Trevor Ariza. They added a number one overall overall draft pick. They added a win now rookie in Mikael yeah, yeah, Bridges. Th- they added two. Wins, yeah. They traded for Ryan Anderson, who by the way has been horrible. But anyways, yeah. they traded for three win now players, and everyone was like, "No, the Suns aren't going to make the playoffs." But yeah, they're gonna yeah like take things a bit more seriously mm-hmm. and they've still been as bad as they were two two years ago and i think if devin booker who his best thing is scoring and it's like oh yeah he's a bucky he's a walking bucket should be able to take them to a few wins i think you have some good guys alongside you and mikhail bridges in tj warren in trevor Ariza, and i think it's just kind of a little bit inexcusable so just that they're horrible I think I I don't know I just I don't think you can really blame that on Devin Booker their team success like I think it opens the door for the question of empty stats. Michael Carter Williams averaged like twenty on the tanking seventy. I guess so, but you also have to take into account like Devin Booker is playing point guard for this team, and that is not his. That it's an experiment. It's something that they're trying to get him used to playing for going you know going forward. That is not what he is used to doing. I don't. I, don't, I think this whole season is sort of like. I don't even I don't even like the fact that the the, the Suns are made have made moves before the season to win now. Yeah, I don't. The Suns, either, that's the not, Suns that are a rebuilding matter. team. Anybody who was trying to who's trying to say that like the Suns are should be like making a push to like win now is wrong. They did though. They, they should did though. Have. And, okay, and, but they did. And they're in their doesn't their, matter where um, they should. Their moves have. were not big enough to really make them win now. Essentially, I mean DeAndre Ayton, first overall pick. He's had a great season so far. He's not going to all of a sudden come in and, and, and make you win an extra 10 games. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they surrounded him with a team that's decent enough, so they should be better than last year when they were 21 and 61, but they're not. I think Devin Booker has been putting up, I think, like 25 points per game or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like this year, and he put up 25 points per game last year. What's the difference? Last year, I personally think that they, that that was somewhat empty stats. While he's a walking bucket, I don't think he could put that put up the 25, 26 points per game on like a legitimate team. I think mm-hmm. it, it would go back to 20. We obviously will see. Devin Booker, I think, can average 25 in his prime on a good team. Yeah, I think 100%. Right, I, I think right now, though, I, I'm just like, what's really there? 
What I, what I see in Evan Booker though is like a bona fide bucket getter. Oh, by the way, he's only averaging twenty three and a half points this year. Okay. Okay. Uh, and also like okay, so so twenty three and a half points per game, whatever. It's like what I what I mean is that it, for one for one we're not taking just the season into account. Yes. Two, it's also like two a years quarter ago. of the way into the season or something. Maybe a little bit a little bit more or something. It's like give them time before we say like they're not as good as they were two years ago or they're they're only as good as they were two years ago. Okay. This we- team is a young team. Deion, this is DeAndre Drayton's first 20, 25 games in the league. He's gonna keep getting. He's gonna keep figuring out and and cont- probably contributing more to a to, to a winning environment. Okay. When de- this team will probably get better over the course okay, this, of the season. This is my response to what you said like ten or fifteen seconds ago. I, I'm yeah. on Basketball Reference right now. If Devin Booker as your best player, his best asset, his best kind of tool. Mm-hmm. And his best value is scoring the ball. If you're saying you, we're not just looking at this year, I agree. Over the past three years, Devin Booker has averaged 23.3 points per game. Carl Anthony Towns over the past three years have a, has averaged 22.9, 23. That's the same thing. Whereas you can see that Carl Anthony Towns over the past over the past three years has but, averaged. But Carl Anthony Towns' like, best. A, what, what is Carl Anthony Towns' best asset? I think his scoring, his spacing, and his it's rebounds. His it's, a, it's still his scoring. Okay, but Carl Anthony Towns is also an elite rebounder. He's averaged 12.3 rebounds per game for the past three years. Okay, but your seven-foot center and, and franchise yeah, okay. player is going to okay. get rebounds. Okay, but Devin Booker hasn't been the best playmaker. I'm looking at his stats right now. Again, but, but this is the first season he's playing with the uh, as a point guard. Or as a point guard. He's been a shooting Six guard. 6.7 assists. I, I, I 6.7 assists that. this season? Yes. I mean that's that's very respectable. That's a, that's that is very respectable, right? So so if you're saying that 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 Carl Anthony Towns, his scoring and his rebounding are his two best assets, then I think that's it's fair to say that then Devin Booker's scoring and assists are his two best assets. I don't think Devin Booker. When you think of Devin Booker, you don't think at all of his passing ability. I just don't think so. I think if you yeah, if you think I don't of, think I don't think not it. You all. think of his shooting but, and his but, scoring, yeah, which are exactly. very similar yeah. things. But if you think of Carl Anthony Towns, you think he'll give you 23, like Devin Booker will give you 24. Mm-hmm. And you also think, oh, yeah, he's one of the best seven rebounders in the league, which I think he is. And the thing is, like, no, he's not a good defender, but neither is Devin Booker. Of course, that's yeah. a bit more important because he's because, because Towns is a center. But I don't think that that, like, I don't think that that holds any weight because Booker is a horrible defender as well. Yeah. All right. What it, for me, what it really comes down to is the difference between these two guys is just that we are not hearing bad things about Devin Booker, and we're hearing <laughs> a lot of bad things about Carl Because no one cares about the Suns. But it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. All right, the T the, Wolves the play in Minnesota. Like, oh, it's, yeah, but it's been the news because they have Jimmy Butler on their team because yeah, Jimmy yeah. Butler has been forcing his way out, and they also have Andrew Wiggins on their team, who the internet just suddenly has hated this year. <laughs> they've yeah. they've two of the most controversial but, dudes in the NBA, but, so that's why the magnifying glass is on him. The magnifying glass is also on them because there's drama there. Yeah, nothing that's not has, his fault. If 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 Devin Booker said something that was or you know made some kind of statement that he was unhappy or like. I don't know if, it, or if it came out that Devin Booker was soft or something like that. Then like, if all of a sudden Trevor Reza is like saying that Devin Booker is soft and like the young guys in this team don't work hard, like that would be all over the news too. 
maybe not quite to the same extent because okay. Trevor Booker, okay. Trevor Reese okay. is not a superstar. Okay. But like, so you're saying Devin Booker is overcalling Heat Towns because he works harder. I'm saying we also. I, there's some kind of mentality difference, and there's some kind of uh, I, person. I, I see what you're like, talking. I like you're out talking of your about. superstar, out of a current player right now, and I guess this this also doesn't really factor, I guess, into who's better. But like when I'm thinking about Devin Booker, I like. Part of me just like likes Devin Booker more because we haven't heard a bad thing about him, like personality. I think, as like a I person. think that's kind of a flawed logic. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Let's move on because we'll we'll keep talking about Booker. Trust me. Mm-hmm. For number six, no, for number seven, we have I have Donovan Mitchell. All right, I have Carlton Towns here. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey. Yeah. yeah, we've I, talked about him. And it, so, so after all that, I, I also only have currently down to one spot to load Devin Booker. I think that they're very close. Okay, I'm apparently very anti-Devin Booker. Okay, Donovan Mitchell, let's talk about it. I think he's a bit worse than Carl Anthony Towns, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, Yeah, there's no real discrepancy there. We can move on to number eight if you want. Okay, number eight, I have, I have Donovan Mitchell there. <laughs> I have I have Tatum. I think our right. lists are similar, except like I, have, Devin Booker's I, like, I don't have Devin Booker at number eight. All right, so 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 one through five, we had we so our top three the same. Yes. Giannis, Joel Embiid, Jokic. We had Kristaps and Ben Simmons flipped. Yeah, but like up to that point, very similar. At six, I had Devin Booker, and at this point, we know that you don't have Devin Booker. You have Devin Booker like nine or ten. I have Devin Booker number nine. Okay, so, so that's six and nine, and then basically everything else for me is just like shifted down one and everything is shifted like up one for you yes all right <laughs> so okay i think tatum i'm surprised you put him high over oh no no no. yeah i, I put him over devin booker i'm going to talk about that as well okay i think donovan mitchell and jason tatum over devin booker which i think kind of the general public disagrees because everyone loves devin booker for some reason mm-hmm. because he's like cool and a sneakerhead and is in uh, <laughs> and it's in Travis Scott's new album. Uh, but I would just say, I think Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker, it's very close. This year, Donovan Mitchell has actually played worse than he did last year. So yeah. I, I think it, it's almost tied. I would just say... The, the Suns as a team are worse. You mean the Jazz? Or, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. My bad. Uh, the Jazz as a team have been worse this yeah. season than they were, than were last so year. So that, that almost had me put him below Devin Booker. So you can see how close 7, 8, and 9 are. If, Mitch, mm-hmm. if Mitchell's 7 and Booker's 9, and they're almost tied. I think yeah. that Donovan Mitchell has proved that he can be the best player on a good playoff team. I, he can re- be your leading offensive. Yes. He can be your leading scorer. He can yes. be the leading scorer on a on, on a, a on a playoff team. On a serious like contender, like, I think. Yeah, on a on a an above average offense. Whereas yeah. I'll look at the I'll look at the Suns maybe. I don't, I don't think they're an above average offense in terms of like statistics and yeah, offensive I don't know. rating. Probably not. Um yeah, I think that I think his he can attack the rim so well and he can shoot above average. Yeah. Um yeah, he can just kind of score at all three levels and while Ricky Rubio is a good passer, I think Mitchell has also like kind of taken up that role of mm-hmm. being a playmaker. So I think I could even say that he's a better playmaker than Devin Booker, potentially. Um, I mean, again, it goes back to like though Devin Booker is averaging like almost seven assists a game this season. So so okay, yeah. In a small sample size, in his first season, a new role, Devin Booker has been solid as a playmaker. But what separates them how many turnovers is he averaging? Yeah. I don't know. But like, I'll check. Yeah, but okay. what separates it from me is that Donovan Mitchell is an average defender. 
and Devin Booker is a below average defender. I think that kind of matters because they play the same position. That's fair. Because Donovan Mitchell, yeah, I think it's a fair statement that he's a, that he's an average but defender. Offensively, I think that that Devin Booker is having a better season, and 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 has had a better like last two seasons, I'd say. But um, oh my gosh. Okay, I want oh, I wish I found this out earlier. Devin Booker is averaging 4.1 turnovers per game. Yeah, okay. That's a, so like play James To Hart- be fair though. I was looking at this before. I think like uh Ben Simmons it might have been per 36 possessions, but Ben Simmons is averaging almost four turnovers a game as well this season. But how many assists is he averaging? 8, eight and a half or something. Okay. Like that 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 also might have been per 36. I don't know. Okay, but, yeah, turnovers a game, that that's a very that's important very stat when yeah. when determining like who is the bet the, like how good of a playmaker he is. I would say, yeah, he turns the ball over, but then again, you could also say that he doesn't have the ball handlers around him to kind of help him out. That's true. Um yeah. And going with Jason Tatum over Devin Booker, I also think it's very close. I would just say that I think Tatum, like obviously Devin Booker has the much better stats, but I think the f- the first like ten games we saw this season when Jason when Jason Tatum literally looked like the best player on the Boston Celtics, I think that kind of stands out for me. It could kind of go either way, but I think if Jason Tatum had his own team, he could put up similar numbers to Devin Booker, but just a bit less scoring. That's probably true, but I I would like to say I think he he looked like the best center, the player on the Celtics in terms of they were giving him the ball a lot offensively. They were giving him the ball and saying like you know go get a bucket, go isolation, and get like some turnaround mid range at the end of the shot clock. Yeah, but he wasn't doing it with you know particularly efficiently. And now the Celtics have really picked it up and have gotten a lot better offensively. Kyrie Irving has totally turned it up into high gear and is back to doing Kyrie things after a slow start. Um, but, like, no hate on, on Jason Tatum, obviously. I think Jason Tatum, I have him, as I think, num- number nine. So, like, I'll, I'll, any any player in this top ten is an incredible player right now and going forward. Okay. Number ten, I'm looking at your list. We have the same player, Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I almost didn't put him in my top 10 just because he's been very inefficient from the field and just the quality of his shots aren't mm-hmm. that great. And I think his numbers are also inflated because Lowry Markin has Lowry Markinen has been out. Denzel Valentine has been out. Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn has been out. But, like, mainly just, yeah, 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 I, I guess that too. And he, he's just been getting, like, literally all the shots. Yeah, I would like to say, though, but part part of that uh, inefficiency that, you're, that you mentioned – also has to be attributed to those guys being out. So that, even that's so true. even that's if his true. even if his scoring is up because those guys are out, his efficiency is down because those guys are out. That that's fair. When Ryan Archie, as much as I love Ryan Archidiakono, he went to Villanova. I watched almost every game he played in that in that um, national title run. I lo- absolutely love him. I'm so happy he's doing well in the NBA now. Ryan Archidiakono is not like is not like a bona fide bucket getter quite the same way that like. A lot, you know, that like I guess that you would want to put at the point guard spot. Ideally, I don't know, but I mean, the guys around um, Zach Levine can't quite score, score at a very high yeah, level right yeah. now. I, I understand I what know. you're saying. There's a long way of saying that Zach Levine is kind of doing has to do almost all the scoring for the Bulls right now. Okay, honorable mentions. I. I said before this episode, yeah, let's each pick three honorable mentions. Just mm-hmm. like 
almost an 11, 12, 13, but not really in a particular order. Just who could have definitely also been number 10. Mm-hmm. For me, I had Luka Doncic, Aaron Gordon, and Jamal Murray. I'm a big fan of Jamal Murray, just like his play style. Uh, went to the same uh, basketball kind of camp thing as him. And Aaron Gordon, I think, has had kind of a breakout season. He could be better. And Luka Doncic, I think, I just didn't put him on this list because I think he le- legitimately already has the skill set to rank almost above Zach Levine at number 10. But mm-hmm. I think that he just hasn't really had control of the offense yet to kind of warrant that. Yeah, I mean, anybody who know anybody who's been listening to the podcast consistently knows how much I love Zach Lev- or I love Luka Doncic and how much you love Luka Doncic and how much we love to talk about him. I think I think that definitely it's a little bit of, again sample size. Like it's a it's early on in his in his career in in his season, and we'll you know we'll see if he can keep it up. Um, but he's already looking, he's showing flashes and pretty consistently looking like the best player in the Mavericks right now. Okay, what about you? Um, I. Jalen Brown has had a has not had a good season so far. Yeah, I, I didn't even consider him putting like top putting him. Uh, like uh, bottom five in three point percentage for people with like above 50, 50 attempts or something. Not having a good season now. Given I don't think the Celtics are we've talked about this before. I don't think the Celtics are doing a great job of integrating him into the offense. Um, but he has, hasn't had a great season. I think that last season at this point he would have been. And he probably would have been in this top ten. Um, you also have to think about probably Clint Capella. Um, I think he's fantastic defensive center. plays his, plays a very important role in the Houston Rockets and everything they do. Yeah, I, I just thought his offensive ceiling was a bit too low yeah. to put him here. Yeah. Um, and then again, like Gary Harris, Jamal Murray. Okay. Yeah. Of course. We we can talk about who's better later. <laughs> yeah. Rest up to Gary Harris. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Space to Floor NBA Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a like, subscribe. That'd be great. And follow us on Instagram at Space to Floor Podcast and on Twitter at Space to Floor. And thanks for listening. My name is Connor Gielen. I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Thank you. Peace.